0: Uh, Pastor doyle has been doing an amazing series here lately, and uh, he's been preaching just up a storm. There's been storms in Fife. Maybe, you know, in your world it's been sunny, but here, as soon as the Word starts going, it it starts storming. Amen? God's been doing some good things. And so when we realized this week, uh, you know, the the surgeon did not tell us, even when we asked, what is the recovery for this surgery, he never said you can't talk. So... (laughs) Um, as the week progressed, we began to realize that yes, I was going to be uh, the, the chosen one to be able to speak this morning. And uh, but you know, it started. I I never usually get too nervous, but if I it, at this point, I'm realizing I have to follow up from last week. And he blew us out of the water last week. So I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do? So uh, what I'm going to I'm going to just take a moment to throw my paint on the wall and kind of what I have been hearing the Lord say through this, this sermon series. So here we go. Are you ready? Let's start with Genesis 37, right where Dwayne left off uh, last week. And... Um, I want to pick up right there. Do you remember, if you did not get the sermon uh, last week, you need to get it and uh, listen to it because it is very, very good. But we're going to start at uh, Genesis 37, and last week when he shared about uh, Joseph, it just blew me away. I was sitting on that front row going, wow, there's just so much there, so much there. So uh, let me, let's get a run and start for this, and I'm going to take it where I want to go with it because I get to, right? Okay, so Genesis 37, what we have here is we have um, uh, the three patriarchs of Israel, and I'm sure all of you have heard of them. Abraham, right? Who's the next one? Isaac. And who's the next one? Jacob. Abraham had two sons, Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac was the chosen one. So then Isaac had two sons. They um, They were twins. Jacob and Esau. Esau was the oldest. Jacob was the younger of the two. But Jacob didn't seem to mind being the youngest because he just went ahead and took on over everything. Okay, so we have Jacob who, who kind of had a falling out with his brother and he took the birthright as well as uh, the blessing from his older brother. He swindled him. He, he snookered him. And since, you know, the relationship was not going well, and the Bible says that Esau was kind of a bigger man, and Jacob was maybe a smaller, slighter man, he decided to, instead of stick around, to get out of Dodge, pretty much. So we have Jacob running for his life out in the desert, and he thinks, you know, where should I run to? And he runs, so he runs to his family. He runs to his aunts and uncles. Okay, so when he pulls into town... He's, you know, huffing and puffing, and he's running, running into town. And he looks around, and he sees a cousin walking down the street, and she was awfully pretty. He realized at that moment he had made the best decision of his life. He sees Rachel. And he, he decides that he's going to stick around, and he goes to Rachel's father, Laban, and he says, Listen, um, you know, I'm your, I'm your relative, And uh, I need to stay here for a while, and I want to marry that girl. And he says, okay, work for seven years, and you can have my daughter. So he works for seven years, and the wedding day comes, and I don't know how this happened. Someday I will ask the Lord when I get to heaven, how did this happen? But the wedding day appears, and the wedding evening, and all the party and stuff, and and, uh, the next morning he wakes up and he realizes that he did not marry Rachel. He married Leah, the sister. Leah was not the pretty one. How many of you know that sometimes one sister gets all the pretty looks, and the other one maybe not so much? So he realizes that he has married the wrong girl. Like I said, I have no idea how that worked out, but it did. He goes back to his his now father-in-law. What did you do to me? Imagine what that conversation went like. And he said, okay, you can have my other daughter too, but you got to work another seven years. So he says, okay. Laban gives him both daughters, and he is married now to to both these women. He then, life begins to unfold. We've got two girls here, two sisters that are, are married to Jacob, and Leah, it is very apparent, is not the favorite wife. And so the Lord begins to open her womb, and she begins to have babies. Rachel doesn't. So they start having this, this problem where, where Leah's starting to pop out baby boys, and, and Rachel's not. So they go through this thing, and eventually Rachel does have a baby, and that baby's name is Jacob. Or, no, sorry, Joseph. So she ends up having Joseph. So Jacob's favorite wife finally has a son. So can you imagine how much Jacob loves Joseph? So the babies are starting to pop out all over the place. And then after the babies, uh, Leah ends up having six babies... And Rachel only has one, and they're kind of having this, this tug of war fight. And uh, so then eventually they give their servant wa- servants, their maid servants, to uh, Jacob as surrogate mothers. And so they, the, the servants start popping out babies. Eventually, Jacob ends up with 12 sons. Everybody say 12 sons. At this point, God changes Jacob's name to Israel. So we have Israel with twelve sons who turn into the twelve tribes of Israel. Have you ever wondered where the 12, twelve tribes of Israel came? That's where it came from. But all this time, Jacob has a favorite son. His name's Joseph, the son, the firstborn son of Leah of sorry uh, Rachel. Where we pick up Genesis 37 is is when. Joseph is 17 years old. And we're going to start reading right here on, at verse 1. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed in the land of Canaan. Joseph was a young man of 17, and he was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Billah and Zilpah. Those are those servant ladies, uh, surrogate, surrogate children, and his father's wives. And he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel, who is Jacob, loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. And when his brothers saw that his father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph was the favored son of a very mighty, influential man. Joseph was so favored by his father that his father made a special robe for him to wear. And Pastor Dwayne was sharing about that robe last week. That robe set him apart. That robe showed his, the favor that, got, that, that his father had put upon him. You would think that life would have gone very well because he was the favored son. He was the favorite one. But his brothers began to become jealous. And his brothers didn't like the way... And his situation changed in the matter of a moment. His brothers took him. When they were away from the father, his brothers took him, ripped the robe of favor off of him, tore the robe, and took him and threw him in a pit. In a matter of a moment, his life went... From being favored to a really bad day. Anybody ever have that happen to them? In a moment. Some Midianites came through. They decided, okay, let's not kill him. Let's sell him. So now all of a sudden he's a slave. He went from the free favored son wearing the cool robe, walking around being the top dog now to being a slave. Life switches pretty quickly sometimes, amen? His identity at that moment was begging to be changed. For 17 years, he walked the face of the earth as the favored son. And within a moment, the robe was ripped from him and he was now called a slave. He had to make a a choice. When that robe was ripped off of him, and his outer circumstances. he was beginning to be called a slave. That happened without his permission. But he had a choice to make. Because when that robe was ripped from him physically... The enemy was trying to reach into his heart and rip it out of his heart as well. Changing his identity. You are now slave. You are no longer favored. You are nothing. You are no more than anyone else. That wa- this is what the enemy was trying to scream at him. You are a failure now. You reign and rule over Nothing. You are the bottom of the bottom now. This is what the enemy was trying to to instill in his heart. And Joseph had a decision. Because the world can rip the robe off of you on the outside, but you give away your robe on the inside. He had a choice to make. And I'm here to tell you that Joseph never gave up His robe on the inside. He walked as the favored son of a mighty ruling king, as it were, no matter what happened to him over the next 20 years. He made a choice. He made a choice. And because he chose to never relinquish the fact, the robe, the identity that he carried on the inside, he never gave that up. And because he never gave that up, his life now was set on a certain type of course. That I would submit to you that had he given that up, had he taken on the identity of a slave, of an orphan who no longer had a father, who no longer was the favored son of a mighty, mighty king, if he would have done that, he would have changed on the inside. Because if you take the robe of God's identity off on the inside, you start changing on the inside. Because a favored son, a favored daughter, walks very differently than the slave son and the slave daughter. So let's take a look a little bit about his life, if you will, with me. Flip over now to um, Genesis 39. Because uh, it's very, very interesting. Joseph. <sighs> I just, I just try to wrap my mind around what happened to him. If you, if once again, if I could say it again, in a matter of a moment, he went from favored son to slave, bottom. So how did he handle that? How did he handle that? Um, he never gave up the robe in his heart. He never traded his identity. He never gave up who he knew that he was from birth. He never gave it up no matter what happened to him. And at this moment, he's in chains. At this moment, he's being sold on the servant's block. At this moment, he is, he is being told what to do when he used to tell everyone what to do. And he got sold into a, a household, Potiphar's household, who was a, a very strong leader in the Egyptian uh, culture there. And he goes in and he's a servant. He's a slave. How many of you would walk into that situation a little mad? A little ticked off? This is not me. But can I tell you Something. If you take on bitterness, and no matter what is happening around you, I don't care what circumstance you're facing, if you trade your inner identity for bitterness, anger, frustration, oh, you deserve to be. Look at what they've done to you. If you trade it, if you trade it, if you trade it, It's your choice. Remember, you give that stuff away. You do that exchange on the inside. Nobody else takes it from you. If you trade the identity that God has given to you, because let me tell you something, child of God, you are a child of God. Turn over to 1 John right now, because I want you to see this. 1 John 3. Verse 1, how great is the love of the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not been yet be, been made known. But we know that when he appears we will be like him for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. You are a child of the God. You are a favored child of God. This is your identity. This is who you are. Just as real as Joseph was the favored son of Jacob. And you wear a robe that he's prepared for you. It's a robe of righteousness. It's a robe of goodness. It's a robe of prosperity. It's a robe of his promises. It's a robe of good things. But I will tell you something right now. That the world hates it and he wants to rip it off of you. You have an enemy of your soul. That will steal that from. Your circumstances sometimes don't like, But you are. And if you have that deep down in your heart. Down inside of your soul. And you don't give it up down in here you will live a life very different than those around you so joseph what happened to him he's being sold on the on the slavery block he's being sent into a household where he has to sl- serve them and and you know he can't even come or go or do anything and he has to wear the slave's clothes and he has to look like a slave and he's got to talk like a slave so what does he do he holds on to his identity he never gives it up. He never takes on the identity of a slave. He never takes on the heart place of being uh, destroyed or, or being, you know, backstabbed or that his brothers did this or did that. He never thought those thoughts. He thought to himself, I am a favored son, and I will live every moment as a favored son. So what happened? Turn back over to Genesis. I got you flipping all over the place. Genesis 39. Let me just read to you what happened. So Joseph had been taken down into Egypt. This is verse 1, chapter 39. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him from bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there, and the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that God gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in the eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put it in, his char- in charge of his household and all of that he was owned. The Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So he left Joseph's care, uh, left in Joseph's care everything he had. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except for what was he going to have for dinner that night. Joseph refused to exchange his identity on the inside. As the favored child of the king, of God, of of his father, he refused to exchange. So he walked every step of his life, even in chains, even as a slave, as a favored son. Changed everything. He found favor. He rose up. He became a mighty thing. He became just this incredible force in this household. But what if, people, what if, what if, as he sat in that pit and wrangled with all the problems and the chains that were hurting his wrists and everything was bugging him and and knowing where he should be at that point, what if, what if he'd allowed bitterness to creep in? What if he'd allowed anger to creep in? What if he'd allowed unforgiveness to creep in? What if he'd allowed anything that the enemy would love to do? What if he traded even just a little bit of his identity of being the favored son? What if he'd given up just a little bit to take on just a little bit of mad? Just a little bit of bitterness. You have no idea what they did to me. It's so not fair. What if he'd spent even one night rehearsing what his brothers had done What if he spent even two nights mulling over what had happened to him and how they had stolen from him and how this was so unfair? What if he spent even a half a day? What would have happened in his heart? What would have happened in his heart? He would have turned his heart. It would have become something other than the son of a favored, you know, the favored son of the child of a kingly man. It it would have changed things. And when he went into Potiphar's house, he could not have risen up in favor because he would have been too busy being bitter. People of God, I'm here to say to you right now, you are... Son and daughter of the King of the Most High. This is who you are. This is what you are. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are the favored child. You are the child of God. You are. You are that. But I would venture to say that not many of us are you know prancing around and all of everything being perfect anybody in the house your life is just like everybody's like everybody's doing everything they're supposed to do and everything's perfect and and come on anybody okay so i can safely say that the outer circumstances of your life you find yourself in a pit sometimes Will anybody agree with that? Has anybody ever found yourself in a pit? Has anybody ever betrayed you? Has anything ever happened that's not fair? Has anybody treated you unkindly? Has circumstances just not come your way? Joseph knows exactly how you feel. There, I know, I know, I know, I know, there was times that Joseph was wallowing in that pit, feeling every chain, feeling everything, and he was fighting. He was fighting for all he had to decide who he was going to be. Am I going to become a slave just because I am a slave? Or am I going to remain the child, the favored son of a very mighty man on the inside, no matter what is going on on the outside? I would venture to say, if you're like me, I feel that grind on a daily basis sometimes. A moment-by-moment basis of that war between what is happening around me and what I know to be true on the inside. I feel that grind sometimes. I feel that war. I feel that tension. And it wants to steal everything away from me and make it me into what it wants to make me into, a slave, an orphan. You have no God. You have no father. You're going to be destroyed. And over here, I'm reading in the Word says, I am a child of God. I am the son and daughter of the most high God. And I feel this tension sometimes. Joseph didn't give one inch to that tension. He stayed completely locked in to who he was. He did not give one inch smidge away therefore his inner being stayed ever so clean and pure just like first john said stay pure keep pure his life didn't go well even after he was in potiphar's house he got wrongfully accused again and where'd he get thrown now into jail so now not only is he a slave now he's a prisoner in a jail in the dark deep dark dungeons so just about the time he thought he had overcome just about the time he thought he had it bam straight down farther than he ever thought he would go anybody ever fall farther than you thought you'd ever (laughs) you know like what is that so once again where does joseph find himself he now finds himself in a prisoner's cell, and it's screaming at him, now you are a prisoner, you are a prisoner, you are a prisoner. And inside he's screaming, no, I'm not. I am the child, I am the favored child of a king. So once again, how many years he spent in that prison, I have no idea No idea, but it was a long time he was in that prison. But what happened when he was in the prison? Because he would not give up his identity, because he would not submit to becoming a prisoner. He would not submit to becoming a slave. What happened while he was in that prison? Genesis 39, verses 19. Actually, I'm going to pick it up at 20. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, and place the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, being pressured into becoming now a prisoner on the inside, not only on the outside... The Lord was with him. He showed him favor and granted him uh, kindness and showed him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So now the warden put Joseph in charge of all those who held him in the prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. So now, not only is he a slave, he's a prisoner on the outside, but on the inside. He's the son, the favored son of a king. And because he refused to take on the identity of a prisoner, someone that has no choice, someone who has no freedom, someone who has bitterness and anger and rage on the inside, because he refused to take on that identity, he could raise up, be raised up, and became in charge people of God. I would venture to say you are not a prisoner nor are you a slave. And wherever you find yourself, find yourself the child, the favored child of God Almighty. Don't take on the identity of a broken man. You are not a broken man. You are a healed man. You are a strong man. You are an incredible man. You are a leader. You are amazing. You are a mighty man of God who has the ability to overcome everything that's in front of you. And don't tell me you're just some kind of girl bumping along that can't seem to find, can't come. No, you are not. You are a mighty woman of God. All your needs are met according to Christ Jesus. He's got your step. He's got you in a place. If you can find that identity, you will operate very differently in your situation. But if you insist on giving away your identity, giving it away because it just doesn't look good right now, and it's not nice, I'm going to just be what I am and where I am. I'm going to let my spot tell me who I am. If you let that, then you're going to let anger in, bitterness, frustration, um, what else? Jealousy? Jealousy. But you, when you refuse to exchange the truth of who you are on the inside, then what reigns? Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. All that stuff is not hard. Because you are the favored child of God Almighty who's got it and who's taking care of you. So what happens when he's in prison is that he helps two other guys get out of prison and when he helps them, he says, hey, listen, don't forget about me. So they leave. They get out of prison and they forget about him. He spends two more years in prison. Two more. It's like, how long does this man have to suffer never having done wrong? After two years, the pharaoh brings him into his, into his palace and through a series of events puts him now in charge of Egypt. How did he get that? He never once traded His identity of who he was for what circumstances were trying to make him. Never once. How do I know he didn't trade anything away? How do I know he remained a son, a favored son? Because of what his heart was like, what his attitude was like, what what flowed out of him. And here's how I know If you were to flip over to Genesis chapter 45, we find a very, very interesting situation. We find Joseph now years after that fateful day. When he was walking around minding his own business, his robe was ripped from him, he was thrown in the pit, and his entire life robbed from him. We now find him years after that, years down the journey, years of decisions of how he was going to react, how he was going to w- live, how he was going to be, what kind of person he was going to become. And believe me, every day and every choice formed who Joseph was. Every day and every choice. Chapter 45, we find a very, very interesting situation. He is now ruler of Egypt in charge of all the grain. The whole world was in a famine, and they had to come to him, come to him for their food. And lo and behold, who walks in? His brothers. His brothers. Now, I would venture to say that had he traded away his identity and taken on the identity of a slave and an orphan, when those brothers walked through the door, I think he would have destroyed them. He finally had the ability to get revenge. He finally had the option right then to look at them and say, you will pay for everything you did to me. I spent years in the prison. I spent years as a slave. I spent years in chains while you were walking around having a great life. I suffered because of you. He could have done that. He had every right to do that. But if you read chapter 45, that was nowhere in him. But instead, he walked as the favored son through his entire life, regardless of what happened to him. He never took on any form of bitterness or unforgiveness. And when he saw them, he was overcome with grief. And his words to his brothers were, I am. I am the one you threw in a pit. I am the one you destroyed. But look at me and do not feel bad. His words were, do not be angry or distressed with yourself. Because I'm okay. Because look where I stand today. Had I not had to walk through my journey, had I not won in my walk through the journey, I would not be standing here today, and I could not save you at this point. But I'm going to save you, and I love you. And he held them, and they wept together. There was not one shred of bitterness in that man's heart. Not one. I want to speak to you people today. I want to speak to you because you are him walking on this earth. You are God's body you are the body of Christ and I would say to every single one of you today that everywhere you find yourself whatever circumstance wherever place you find in your life it is trying to press its identity upon you right now it is trying to say to you that you are nothing that you are just this you are just this you are not ne- you it's trying to press its identity it's trying to change not the outside of your life. It's trying to change the inside of you and I would say to you right now rise up O oh mighty woman O oh mighty man of God and do not let a smidge of it in. Don't let it. Don't let it. Because if you will remain the favored child of the king he then can raise you up and you will become a deliverer of sorts to those around you. Amen? I feel right now that there is a war and I want the, the musicians to come up. I feel, I feel right now that there are certain people in the house right now that you are feeling the wrestling you feel the chains on your wrists. You feel the pain of what's going on. And it's trying to just redefine your identity. It's trying to define who you are. It's try- You're feeling that wrestling because what it is is very different from being the child, a favored child of a, a God Almighty, the creator of the universe. You're in it just like Joseph was in it. And I want to take some time right now, as the musicians are setting up, to encourage you, to put some fight inside of you, to see for what it's trying to do, and not let it, not let it, but to stand firm, very firm against it, because you are the favored child of God Almighty. You are. You are his kid. There's a confidence there. There's a confidence. That's why the fruit of the Spirit is, first of all, love. You don't need to hate anyone You don't need to be bitter with anyone. You don't need to be unforgiving to any soul on the planet because not one of them, no matter what they have done to you, can change the fact. That you are the favored child of God Almighty, and that He has a way of bringing favor upon you no matter where you are at and raising you up. There's not one person on the planet, on the face of the planet, that can keep you from God's destiny. Only you can if you want to trade it away. Love. Love. Corey Tenboom. She lived during the Nazi regime. She helped protect Jews. She was doing a great thing. She got caught, her whole family got caught, thrown in jail. Every member of her family died. She spent years in the concentration camp. She had every reason to become bitter. There were certain guards that were more brutal than others. One in particular. Day after day, minute by minute, she had to choose. Am I going to become bitter? Or am I going to remain the child, favored child of God Almighty? It does not look like I'm the favored child. In fact, everything is screaming, I am prisoner, I am ruined. You've taken everything from me, but I am still. she survived that concentration camp. She got out. She preached in churches afterwards, sharing her story. One night, and I know I've told this to some of you, one night she was in service preaching and the back door opened and in walked that guard, the one that had been the most brutal to her. How do I know she did not trade her identity away? Because she loved him. She got down off of that platform and walked to the very back where he sat down. She held his hand and said, I forgive you. You tried to take away my inner self, but I didn't give it to you. I am the child. I'm the most favored child, and it didn't matter would say to you right now, that there are those in your life right now that have hurt you, that have harmed you. Give it away. Don't trade. Don't trade. Don't trade who you are. Do not become a bitter person. Do not become an unforgiving person. Do not let it happen, because no matter where life right now. If you will not trade away your identity but you will keep who you are on the inside God will get you beyond that pain beyond that circumstance get you out of the concentration camp get you out of the prison, get you into the the palace get you into a place once again of amazing favor that is only if you won't give it up but if you take it on even if they release you from the prison still be a prisoner on the inside. Do you hear me? Love. Joy. One way to know you haven't given even an inch of your identity away is that you can still have joy. What's joy? Calm. Peace. If you know God Almighty, the God, the creator of this earth, is watching over you, you don't have to worry. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be heavy. Joy. 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 Peace. 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 Do you know what peace is? Peace is the absence of frustration, the absence of angst. So, how do you know how much have you traded away? Well, how much worry do you have in your heart? How much angst? On back. Joy. Patience. Patience. Long suffering.
1: The ability to go a
0: long time through suffering without reacting to it. I have been absolutely floored by these concepts morning for the last probably six months I have spent my morning prayer time out running with Lily can you just see me running with Lily in the morning <laughs> Father in Jesus name I am love I am love I am love I am love bitterness get out of my life I will carry no bitterness I am love I am the child of the most high I am favored of you I am love I am joy I am joy I am joy and as I declare that I can just feel I can feel heaviness dispel from me I can feel it flee because it can't reside in the same place I am joy because I am a favored child of the Most High. I have peace in my heart. I am so filled with peace because I am a favored child of the Most High in Jesus' name. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. It's touching somebody. Somebody's feeling the change inside of them right now somebody's feeling somebody's feeling encouraged somebody's feeling the fight inside of them somebody somebody has given up even a little bit of their identity somebody has and they're wanting to take it back they don't want to walk in this they want to be a joseph somebody is feeling i want you to come join me up here at the altar if you are feeling